Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. What would it feel like to have two million additional dollars? What? I'm not talking about winning the lottery. I'm not talking about someone dying and you inheriting this money. I'm actually talking about the money that you're leaving on the table in lifetime earnings by not negotiating. I know, right? It's insane. $2 million in lifetime earnings. Most people don't negotiate. And the reason they don't negotiate is because of the five myths that I'm going to lay out to you today. Now, I'm not only going to lay out the myths, but I'm going to tell you the truth behind each of these and how you too can negotiate for what you're worth because you're worth a lot more than you realize. So let's get right into it. I'm going to talk about myth number one. Well, if you negotiate, you're going to seem ungrateful. Well, I know that you are probably not negotiating for an MBA package. You're not going into the NFL. Are you a part of Major League Baseball? Probably not. But by negotiating, you kind of feel like these players, right? And I know we read all the time about these giant contracts and All we think about is, wow, how ungrateful that they are going to bat for more money, pardon the pun, since I just mentioned Major League Baseball, for more money when, oh my gosh, they're making so much already. What is the big deal? Well, my friend, you are not in this category. And I will tell you that negotiating actually leads you to a leadership position. Because leaders negotiate every single day. They negotiate with vendors. They negotiate with clients. They negotiate with their team members. They negotiate for resources with the HR department. They negotiate every day. And so you don't look ungrateful. You look like a leader. Now, the second one I want to talk about is myth number two. You'll get rejected and lose the offer entirely if you negotiate. So many people I work with are terrified of this, right? I have a job offer and what if I negotiate, I ask for negotiations and they just say, no, we're going to go with someone else. I've worked with almost a thousand people and I've never heard that happen. And I'm not a big fan of absolutes, but no one I've worked with has had this happen. Mainly because there's a way of doing this that breathes confidence into yourself and also the people that you are negotiating with. So I don't want you to feel like that you'll lose an offer entirely. If they say no, then it's probably going to be something different than they already offered. So they're going to come up on their offer slightly or they're going to say, nope, this was our best and final, but they're not going to take the offer away entirely. That's just something that doesn't happen to 
the clients that I work with. And I'm really, really proud of the fact that they really closed the gap. And nine times out of 10, they come up on the offer. So they did not leave money on the table. And they're very grateful for this. Um, in fact, I had somebody last week that was already an executive level. So making quite a bit of money. I don't like to tell you actual dollars because everyone views good money a different way. In my Market Me course, we actually define what good money is for you because I'm so passionate about this. But this person was already in an executive level role, moved into a different organization, and received a 42% increase. Oh my goodness, so proud of this person. And it all came down to the negotiation tactics. And it's possible. It truly, truly is. So let's talk about number three. When you negotiate, you can only negotiate your salary. What? Who told you that? That's not true. I actually believe that everything's on the table. And there are so many various things that you can negotiate. I also want you to realize that when you take an offer, when you sign that offer letter, on that piece of paper are retirement benefits, healthcare benefits, and when I say retirement, I actually mean savings for retirement. Your vacation time, flexible scheduling, your ability to continue your education, and even dependent care benefits. So when you sign that offer, it's not just about the grocery money. And that's what I call a salary, right? Because my salary pays for my groceries and it keeps the electricity on in my house. But... There are other things in that offer that you can negotiate. So there are many things on there, depending on the company. And like I said, in my Market Me program, we walk through what's actually on the table and how to negotiate for those things. But that really is the whole offer. And I really want you to think about that when you take offers. When you look at the offer, Look at it holistically and say, what type of lifestyle will this provide for my family in terms of retirement, healthcare, vacation time, flexible scheduling, continuing my education, and any childcare needs that I might have. Really look at the entire offer, not just those dollar signs that we all get wooed by. I, I really don't want you to get wooed by that. Which leads me to the next one. You should ask for what the salary is up front. No! Oh my gosh! I want to like come through this microphone and grab you by the shoulders and say, no! Okay, here's the thing about salaries. The sooner you talk about it and the sooner you ask about it, the less likely you are, one, to get the job, and two, to really be able to negotiate it. So let's say, for instance, that you and I go on a date and it doesn't matter, you know, if you're married, I'm married, it doesn't matter. Just for this example, let's just go on a date together. And I see you, we meet at a coffee shop and I immediately, you know, I shake your hand. Hi, how are you? And I immediately say, will you marry me? Um, you're probably leaving, right? because that's really forward. Well, when you are asking about salary up front or the company, the recruiter 
asks you about salary up front, that's what they're doing. It's not comfortable. And so it should not be talked about at the beginning. And I will tell you, I want to give you this giant tip that is so important because I do not want you to give these cards away. If a question like that is asked for you, I want you to say, what is the budget for this position? That is how you answer that question. You do not answer it with a number because if they have feelers out for a job, they have an opening, then they have a budget for that position in mind. Do not let them fool you otherwise. Let them show the hand, not you. And do not bring this up at the beginning. Do not bring this up ever, actually. You're never bringing this up until, of course, the offer is in hand. So what is the final one? The final myth is that negotiations happen at the end of the interview. Now, I know what I just said, right? You're not going to bring this up until the end. But let's think about this. What starts the negotiation process? It is the company saying, we value your skills this much, right? They, they have to, that's the opening offer. But how does that proposition start? Where do you think in the process it starts? Well, I'm going to tell you the answer. It starts with your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Your value proposition starts with how well you speak your gifts and talents and value on those two places. Then it increases or decreases based on your ability to interview. Because if you have a stellar resume and your LinkedIn profile is rock solid, that gets your foot in the door. That's a check mark. Check mark. But if you interview horribly, you're either not going to get the job at all, which is $0, right? They value you not at all. Or they say, hmm, this person is, isn't as well-versed as we thought, so we're going to lower our offer. Again, that's why you're asking about the budget, which you're not going to ask about, by the way, right? Let's go back to this. This is only if it's asked of you. That's why they have a budget in the first place. There's a range. And how you interview really dictates that along with that resume and LinkedIn profile, right? And then, and only then, do you actually do formal negotiations. But the value and your value is being judged and increased or decreased as the process moves along. Now, if you're interested in how to actually make sure that each of these key components is really up to speed and that you too negotiate for what you're worth, I want you to join my Market Me waitlist, my course that teaches you all of these tips, that takes you through all of this and helps you land more interviews and better offers. I want you to join the waitlist in the show notes. I'm excited for you to be a part of this and go out there and negotiate for what you're worth. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.